Good evening. Welcome back to another episode of A Walk Back to Self-Love. It is uh, a Saturday night, another pandemic Saturday night in. You know, tonight I uh, I did something new to my hair. I took a pic and I don't know if it was like equivalent to like when Brittany shaved her head, but just not that extreme. And I just started combing all my curls out and it felt good. Like there were parts that were like real tough that like were hurting my scalp and I just kept combing it and combing it and like pieces of hair were coming out and I was just combing and combing. And finally I looked in the mirror and I was like, all right, I actually really like this look. So I'm going to, I'm going to rock this, uh, for 2021 part of my, um, flying free. That's my, that's my theme for 2021. And I just, I figured that out tonight, (laughs) you know, after hearing the God awful news about Trump being a yet again acquitted. And I actually just got done releasing some tears (laughs) a few minutes ago. And then I was like, you know what, where do I go that I feel like that peace. I'm like recording an episode because I don't know where to go with my life right now. And not in a, I'm hopeless. I feel defeat. Not that way. I just truly don't know where I belong. I have all this passion, you know, like I am a passionate woman, but I despise this country so much. I'm not going to use the word hate because that's a very strong and powerful emotion. So despise, I despise this country. I despise that ever since the beginning of time, corrupt and evil white men have not been held accountable. And in 2021, nothing has fucking changed. (laughs) White men are still walking free. Um, And you know, it's like, if it was a black man or a woman, <laughs> oh God, hands down, guilty, hands down. And so I just, you know, party over humanity and party over sanity. You know, like what happened at the Capitol was barbaric. What happened in his four-year term disgusting, ignorant, racist. I mean, every negative emotion possible would be uh, (laughs) described as his last four years. Um, And I, uh, I don't know, makes me want to run off to another country, really, if I'm completely 100% honest. But then, you know, all the fucking borders are closed. So you're like, okay, well, I can't go nowhere. Um, And I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever go live in another country, but it looks real good right now. Because it's like America's this great country, you know, land of the free, where where dreams happen. And, And I know that there are beautiful parts to America. But man, the corruption outshines it most of the time. And so that's why I combed out my curls. And I, 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 need, I needed to feel that pain. I can't go get a tattoo because 
you know, that's permanent. And I, I would, I would love to get a tattoo actually. Um, because it's like that, that beautiful pain, you know? So I'm like, well, I'll just comb out my curls for tonight. <laughs> we'll start there, Amber. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. The quest continues, you know, I already, you know, and, and last night I was thinking about this since I was a little girl, I didn't feel like I belonged, whether it was in my own family, whether it was in the city I was growing up in, like nothing growing up ever made me feel solidified that I belonged where I was at. And it's so crazy. So I've talked about this before, and I'm a very strong advocate um, for astrology. And I got this email from an astrology um, reader who I really like, and she included a link to get a free moon reading. And I was like, ooh, I love the moon, like more than anything in life. I love a full moon. Another thing I'm vocal about. So I, I clicked on this thing and, and I was like, all right, you know, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, well, I like her. And I thought, well, she wouldn't refer a site if she didn't think it was a credible source. But still, let me check this out. So I listened to this free moon reading and I was like, wow, actually, this is spot on to who I am. And it was another layer, you know, like your sun sign, which is your zodiac sign is your outer layer of who you are. It's your ego. It's the surface layer of who you are on this earth. But when you are your moon sign, if you're familiar with this, your moon sign is actually your deeper qualities of who you are, which makes sense because, you know, the moon is more impactful um, than your just traditional um, zodiac sign. That's why when the full moon is out, it's always like, oh, it's a full moon. So it must be crazy because people are tapping into their inner qualities, their innermost deeper desires and in, in who they are. So I paid the $11. I was like, well, they have a 60-day, 100% money-back guarantee. So I was like, well, I like that. I was like, well, if it's a sham or if it's something I can't relate to, then I'll just ask for the $11 back. <laughs> so... I get my moon reading last night and I was like, again, still skeptical, but I liked that little safety net of, oh, I can get my money back if I want to. I started reading that shit and it was like <laughs> the key to my soul. You know what I mean? Like it was so true to me, like down to like everything of what makes me tick and why... I am the way I am. And like it talked about how I probably never felt like I belonged, which is facts, never. And how I'm so passionate about social justice and equality and, and which is true, you know, so you feel like, wow, I'm, I'm really being seen right now. And then it talked about like the type of careers and just so many things, relationships and how I act in relationships. And I'm like, whoa. So that has kind of been fresh in my mind as well. Um, on top of how I feel today after what happened with Trump. And so it's kind of like 
And I had like a big change that happened in my life. Um, so all of it together is like really just this weekend. And I'm asking myself, where do I belong? And I feel like that little girl again, growing up, sitting in my room, staring at myself in the mirror, barricading myself in my room, asking myself, where do I belong? And it even talked about, and it's, it was so crazy, I'm telling you, vividly it talked about how I probably was the type of, of girl or person growing up that I wanted to get out of my birth city that I always felt that there was more out there and that I wanted to immerse myself into other cultures. I'm like, holy shit, that's me. Like this little white chick wanted to get out and know all these different cultures that I was never around growing up, but I would see on TV or see in movies or read in books. And uh, I just, I felt, like I said, seen and solidified that I'm not crazy. You know, like all the things that I'm into and that make me passionate and make me tick, like it makes me emotional, but it's like, fuck, an $11 moon reading <laughs> made me feel more seen and validated than any human on this earth that I've ever known. And uh, I'm just grateful for that that moon reading. <laughs> you know, like sometimes we need those little simple things in life to remind us who we are. And, you know, like even growing up, I used to love mood rings, you know. I loved how it would change colors and, you know, and, and I just, I found it fascinating that like my energy my moods could change the color of a stone. Like, you know, that's pretty fucking rad if you think about it. My neighbors are being really hella loud, so I'm going to have to move so you don't pick up on their hee-hee. <laughs> but you know what? I was young and in my 20s at one time. Party girl Amber. So, yeah. <laughs> it's been quite a weekend. You know, as much as I want to complain that it's, you know, pandemic in in the Saturday night in, I also have to find gratitude because if I was out last night, I maybe would have not paid that $11 to have my moon reading that actually gave me more clarity and peace with myself that I am me that I truly know who I am and that I am naturally this way. You know, like my whole life I was made to feel like I was fucking crazy or that something was wrong with me or the men that I would be involved with would be like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. And I was never crazy. I mean, crazy in a good way, (laughs) but uh, uh, me... You know, the things that make me feel like I want to take on life and that I have this enormous amount of passion is because that's who I am. It isn't a front. It isn't a, all right, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon of equality or I'm going to jump on the bandwagon of whatever, astrology or whatever may be. 
this is this is who I am, but I've had to do the inner work in the last 10 to 15 years to get more and more in touch with myself to know what it is that makes me me. You know, like I didn't come out the womb into a family of equality and that, you know, was raising me to be this activist or raising me to treat everybody, you know, without discrimination, you know, like, you know, it's like that copy paste phrase that white families always say, oh, I teach, you know, my children to treat everybody with respect. But then, you know, how you talk off the cuff in front of them is not actually showing them or teaching them how to treat everybody with kindness and respect. And, you know, so it's like, it's, it's been, it's been a journey for me to figure out who I am. But now more than ever my entire life, do I know who I am? Um, And even though I'm still walking this path and I'm still lost, but yet I'm finding myself along the way is really beautiful. But then, you know, it's, it's, it's not understanding humanity, (laughs) you know, and that was part of my reading too, like talking about how I, I don't understand how people operate in this experience, you know, or their mentality, you know, and like what happened today, that's a prime example. I don't, I don't understand how that happened today. And so you're like, okay, acceptance, that's, that's important, accept it. It doesn't mean you agree with it. It doesn't mean that you're okay with it. But you have to accept it because there's nothing you can do about it. The decision was made. And it's accountability, you know, because when you are someone that used to run from accountability or used to be blamed for everything and you didn't have people that believed in you and you had to learn the importance of validating yourself and believing in yourself without the need of outsiders to confirm that which a lot of times that's what we're all we all look for and we seek that's why people get into relationships. You want to feel sexy. You want to feel that you're worthy. You want to know that someone wants to include you as their partner. But really, it shouldn't fucking matter. You being you should be enough. And then they are addition to your life. It should not be, oh, I'm worthy if so-and-so picks me. Or I'm worthy if I find a husband. Or I'm worthy if I find a wife. No. You are worthy as you are, but most of the time, you know, we, uh, we don't figure that out on our own. And so accountability, when you are a hundred percent accountable for everything that you do and you know who you are and you own who you are, there's so much beauty in that. And then when you expand into a larger scale and you see how someone like 
Don is not being held accountable for his actions, it's it's mind-blowing. And I should say that it doesn't surprise me, but it sh- it really, I don't know. I have no control over that. None of us do. You know, it's out of our control. But it's it's frustrating, you know? Because we're we live in a country that has so much, you know, passion and dedication to the Constitution of the United States and has so much passion and dedication to democracy even though Don fucking trampled anything that meant democracy and you know the greed in America and the power struggle and the inequality all of it all of it and you're like yay America I love this country no I believe in being honest and transparent and authentic and I can't say that I love this country 100% of the time I love the variety that actually makes up America I love the beauty of nature that shapes this country the characteristics I love the foods and the culture even though, you know, like today. Today is Chinese New Year, and it's the year of the ox. It's what we're launching into, and it's a very positive um, year ahead of us. I, I did some reading on what exactly it's going to mean in 2021, because, you know, obviously every year is different. And so I'm learning a little bit about, you know, Chinese culture, because I don't know much about it. But I like to learn. And I went to a Chinese restaurant today for lunch. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to celebrate my own little Chinese New Year. And I went to a place I'd never been before. And it was excellent. It was excellent. And it was pretty busy. You know, um, they only had a couple servers. So it was like, you know, you had to bring your patience, but understood because it was, it was busy. <laughs> and I looked around And I was like, all right, you know, myself included. I'm like, it's all white people in here. You know, like it is all white people in here right now. Celebrating a lunch. But me, I was internally celebrating Chinese New Year. And I thought to myself, this is a prime example of what's resisted in America. You know, is immigrants and culture. But where do white people go on a fucking Saturday afternoon to have lunch? A Chinese restaurant. Now let's pretend for a second that Chinese food was not here in America. Let's pretend that Greek food wasn't here and Indian food and food, soul food and all of the things that make up America. And it was just, even though hamburgers and hot dogs are not actually American created, uh, they're German. Um <laughs> Let's just say all we have was Coca-Cola, <laughs> okay? It would be fucking boring. And so the things that white people want to be 
discriminating about or racist about is what they partake in on a Saturday afternoon. You know, and that's that's what, what gets me is when white people want to not accept people but will accept their food. You know, like that shit's just ignorant and mind-blowing. And so that's what I thought about as I was celebrating my Chinese New Year <laughs> is just, you know, that's America. You don't want to accept the people, but you want to accept the food because you know it's good. Because you know that we as white people don't bring much to the table. <laughs> food why? I mean, like, what do white people create that isn't inspired from immigrants or black culture? I, I can't honestly, at the moment, maybe besides green bean casserole, <laughs> can think of something that is the origin of Caucasians. You know, like I'm sure Don even enjoys a nice plate of Chinese food or, you know, Greek food or macaroni and cheese or, you know, (laughs) he may even throw down on some greens for all we know. And so white supremacy continues to gain victories while equal parts of the pie are still being fought at the dinner table. And it's infuriating. You know? It's like, oh, well, just get over it. Just enjoy life. You know, I do enjoy life. I had a great day today. I had a phenomenal day. I had a phenomenal day yesterday. All my days are great because I make them great. Because when I wake up, I set the intentions of how I'm going to feel. Because I'm in control of my life. I am the leader of my own life. But I also care about humanity. I also have the passion for justice, for other people to be able to live their lives and not have to go out into the world and fear that they're going to get murdered because of their skin color. Like... No, I can't just go shopping at Home Depot and pick out fucking paint colors and go home and be like, la-da-da, life is amazing. I mean, I can do both. I can go to Target and buy my domesticated supplies, but I can also sit here and talk about white supremacy and racism. You know, it's called harmony. So, I don't know. I don't know why I'm on this planet. I keep praying every day that my mission will be revealed to me. You know, and I thought about this too today. I have not felt, not to say that I want to go back to this industry, but I have not felt the level of joy and passion in my work since radio. You know, like I used to love on a Saturday, like who wants to work on a Saturday? Most of the time, people don't want to. But when I was in radio, I loved going into the station on a Saturday because most of the time, there's only like a couple of us there or a lot of times it was just me and I would do my show and then I'd go to the gym and then maybe I'd go have brunch. Like it was a whole day. 
Um, and I did. I really loved what I did. But then I didn't like the control. I didn't like the content I had to talk about. I started to not recognize the music. I mean, I was aging out of, you know, one of the station, the formats I was on. And it was just, it just became monotonous to me. And I wasn't, I wasn't happy doing it anymore when I'm not happy doing something. If there's no heart in it, I can't do it any longer. There's no point. And I thought about that today. I was like, man, you know, like that's what I'm looking for is the passion and, and the heart in what I'm doing. And, and it's been quite a journey these last couple years, the different career choices I've made and the job choices and nothing has been lasting and I refuse to settle and I hate that word but it's the best way to describe it um, and I will keep trying until I find that thing that keeps me going you know long term and that's why I think I don't know Am I supposed to give it a go in another country? You know, like, you know, to see what what else is out there. I don't know. I thought about joining the military for a hot second. Because when I was a teenage, like, young teen, I wanted to join the military. And, of course, you know, I had family members say, oh, you'll never make it in the military. You don't want people telling you what to do. So you'll never make it. I even trained a little bit. I started running and stuff, and I was like, yeah. And then I got into other creative projects and paths, but I did. For a week, I was like, I'm going to join the military. And then I was like, wait a minute. First of all, I don't want them telling me what my body weight needs to be or what my body needs to look like, so that's one strike. Strike number two, I'm 37 years old. I do not want to share. I don't care if it's seven weeks. I don't want to share space with 50 other women. Like, that's too much. You know, and then I thought, there's no freedom in that job, in that career path. Even though I would see the world and I would meet amazing people and I would learn a whole hell of a lot of discipline, I do not want to be in the military. <laughs> but I'm willing to to put myself in the thought process of, well, what if, you know what I mean? I'm willing to at least seek, uh, do I want to, do I not? Again, something else my mood reading had said, you know, I'm a risk taker. Sometimes it's not always the best risks that I've taken, but I'm a risk taker. That is something that is built within you. Like you think about how many people Right now, or, or you know, and I know it's obviously still the pandemic, but even pre-pandemic, how many people were living a life that they absolutely hated? You know, that they hated their job or they hated their life or they hated the relationship that they were in, they were in but they weren't willing to make the sacrifices and do the risks to get to where they want to go, so they just continue to live the life that they are unhappily living. And I think a lot of it too, besides me being the seeker and the 
risk taker and everything since I was a little girl, but I also saw the unhappiness in my household of people not living their full potential and not living their dreams and settling for a life that they didn't want to live. But they were in it and they weren't going to give up. So they might as well go through hell together. (laughs) You're like, but I really wish you wouldn't have because maybe my childhood would have been a little lighter (laughs) and not so chaotic. But then again, you know, what would I have for stories to share? And the resiliency that I've had to build within myself, you know, the rebuilding of Amber. Because I was such a sheltered child and a child that was, you know, the um, the point of frustration for a lot of people. Because I was me, you know. I was uncontrollable, I was loud, I was talkative, I was sassy, I was emotional, I was too much, I was a redhead that got special favors from extended family members, (laughs) you know, you're like, shit, but I was me, it's who I was created to be, (laughs) you know, and it was no mistake that I was the only redheaded out of my entire family until much later in life, I had a cousin who was born with red hair, but I was it. I came out with fire engine red hair and it was known that I was different in my family because I never belonged because my path was unique compared to a long history of family members, you know, except for my grandma, my grandma Hughie. She was born in Ireland. She came to America when she was 12, I believe. Raised a family at 12. Her mother died. Like, I tap into my ancestors. I talk to my ancestors. I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? Come on. <laughs> I know you're, uh, you're with me here. What are we doing? But yeah, I tap into my grandmother's energy quite a bit because... She was strong. I mean, think about it. At 12 years old, you have to raise a family. You you go into this new world and you don't know what's waiting for you. And she had a hell of a life. Settled in Detroit and created a life. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't, you know, she was part of the the percentage of why I'm here, you know, because if she never came here, then my dad would have never been born and then my dad would have never met my mom and I wouldn't be here, you know. So I take great respect and pride in my grandmother and my Irish roots. So... That's my thoughts for today. I don't know what's next. Do any of us know what's next? Most of the time, no. (laughs) Because if we did, we would have definitely never fucking planned a pandemic on purpose. Like, yeah, let's just have this viral disease that kills people 
and then stay on lockdown for a year and counting. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's not every Saturday night that I've stayed in, but majority of them I have. You know, like I I think people are starting to kind of tiptoe out and then when it gets too much, it's like, okay, pull back in. But I don't know what it's going to take. A collective, all right, let's get back out there now that the vaccines are out and everything. But it's a crazy time to be alive. And then find your, your, your mission, your purpose on earth. Find if you want to be in relationships. And, um, <laughs> and what makes you happy. And maybe sometimes on a Saturday night, you take a pick to your curls and you comb that shit out. And you discover that you <laughs> you like this new hair hair look. <laughs> it's freeing to just have these wild locks. <laughs> I do. I thought about Britney because I, I I recently watched that Framing Britney Spears on Hulu. Oh my god. That was crazy. So when Baby One More Time album came out, I was a big fan. I really was. I liked Britney Spears. And, uh, oh, my God, someone's alarm or something's going off. It's annoying. And then over the years, you know, I, like, pulled away from it because I wasn't, like, really connected to Britney anymore. But, like, when it first came out, yeah, she was awesome. So... It was crazy to watch a, I think it was like an hour and 14 minutes of like her conserver, conservership and learning what the hell that was. And when she started to, like the paparazzi really fucked with her. Like it really damaging to her life, you know? Like she was this southern sweet girl who, and still is, like, respectful and kind. And then she started to blow up because she was so talented. And then her, like, sexuality and her, you know, what women go through is put on the table. And then you see how Justin Timberlake treated her. And then you see how the paparazzi were just fascinated by her. It was like she was a zoo animal to them. And to see her life deteriorate in front of the lens... You know, most of you could be like, well, she signed up for that. So you're going to punish someone for wanting to follow a path of singing and dancing and being in the public eye? No, you blame the paparazzi for acting like fucking savages going after humans like their property and like their, you know, zoo animals. And so it was really sad that like that time when she, everybody thought she was, went crazy and something's not right with her and she shaved her head. Like it said in that episode, nobody talked about mental health at that time. No one was like, let's check in with Brittany and make sure that she's not depressed or, you know, her mental health isn't off. Nobody talked about that. It was, wow, she's, you know, 
I don't know, why she shave her head and she's not a, a fit mother, but no one wanted to take the proper path to find out what was going on. And then her father took over her finances. And so now, years later, even though she's a full functioning adult who's taking care of her children, is still trying to fight the conservatorship of her father over her finances. And that's just another layer to the fucked upness of this society. That, like, the judge is still in favor of the father being in charge of her finances. And you're like, but in what world are you still allowing this man when clearly it's a control and it's greed? But that's, that's America. <laughs> and I don't know why I got on the topic of Brittany, but I've been like, in the back of my mind, that's been on my mind. Because after watching that, and then Justin Timberlake recently come out with the apology of being a misogynist and a racist with Janet Jackson, and you're like, okay, well, your publicist probably told you to say that because just all of it, all of this illusionary experience, you know, this make-believe world that we're living in. But to a lot of people, it's legit reality. (laughs) Some people aren't even aware that this isn't real. They're like, this is all real life. That's why we're fighting over greed and money and power because people think this is real life. And and don't realize that when you leave this earth, you can't take any of that with you. That this is only to enjoy while you're here on earth or to fight over while you're here on earth. And then you get people like myself that are (laughs) trying to maneuver your way through this fucked upness. And also feeling gratitude that I'm healthy and I'm alive and I'm here to witness it. But it doesn't mean that you agree with it, but I'm here. And I constantly pray that I'm used for the highest good and that, you know, just keep directing me. (laughs) And, uh, you know, don't let me lose my mind because I've already lost my mind a few times. Got it back, <laughs> but it's a uh, it's definitely an experience here on earth, and then I think I wonder where I came from, like and I'm not talking about my family and the I mean like on a larger universal, what planet did I come from? <laughs> what galaxy cause this shit's crazy, you know, like this shit is unreal. But yeah, let me go find a job off of Indeed and bring all of this to the table. So I'm like, I'm done. I can't work for another terrible leader. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And we just find ways to support ourselves while we're here. And hopefully find someone to coexist with in a romantic relationship with all of your deep esoteric thoughts and your philosophical being. (laughs) Who's my match out there that wants to have these conversations? Not every day, but like can meet me on that philosophical level and not just have sex and like go out to dinner. (laughs) Like, that shit's great. I mean, that's a part of a relationship, but there's got to be more than that. So, 
yay, human experience. <laughs> so, all right, that's enough. I've been talking long enough. Um, I just had to get it out because I had a lot to fucking say after today. But it does. It's my, this is my release. This is my getting it out there because if I don't, I get angry. <laughs> and that was another thing in my moon report. It said that I'm hot-headed and I have a temper. And sometimes the people that don't know me are like blown away by my temper. And I could totally relate to that because that has happened plenty of times. But the people that know me, excuse me, know that this is me and I'll calm down. But like my passion sometimes is like, you know, a bottle ready to explode. So I'm grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful that you listen. You know, even if it's been a couple episodes or all of them, thank you. I wouldn't have this podcast continue to grow if it wasn't for you on the other end. So enjoy the rest of your day. And um, I'm wishing you abundance, prosperity, good health, love, all of the beautiful sides of this experience. And happy Valentine's Day weekend. You know, like, again, this is one of those made-up things in society. Valentine's Day weekend, the weekend of pressure. Whether you're single and it's maybe sad that you're not in a relationship, or if you are in a relationship and you feel that pressure of like, oh shit, I have to like over-deliver on a made-up holiday. No matter what, Take care of yourself this weekend. Be your own Valentine no matter your status. Because if you aren't right with yourself, you are not going to be right in a relationship. And then you never know. You may be dating somebody that you're not truly aligned with because you don't really know yourself. Ah, food for thought. (laughs) All right, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Peace and love.